Hello and welcome into episode two of the Game Set Podcast. Today we're going to be breaking down the U.S. Open men's singles draw. I'll be joined by tennis expert himself, Zach Pika. Uh, So buckle in, it's going to be a, a fun pick show. For this episode, just like in episode one, we're going to be going section by section. There's going to be eight sections total, and then after that, we'll do our our picks to win the quarterfinals and onward. Starting out with section one, that's the number one seed in section one, obviously, Novak Djokovic. He's won three majors this year already, and I think he's going to be off to a hot start in his section. I think he's going to take down section one. I think his path to get there is going to go something like qualifier in the first round, Struff in the second, Nishikori, and then Fritz to win him the section. Uh, I think an interesting first round matchup is in the form of Taylor Fritz against Alex Damanur, the 14 seed. I think Fritz can take down Damanur using his his size and power to, to push Damanur off the court. And I think that's going to be a good first round matchup to watch in this section. Zach, you got any good first-round matchups here in this section or uh, players to watch out for? First-round section, I don't really see any besides the fritz um game because they're both two, like you were saying, highly qualified individuals, and I really think they're going to push it to the five set. The others, I feel like most of these first rounds, you could easily guess who's going to win. I think you were right, like Novak, Struff, Nishikori. Um, some that I think that were kind of going to be upset is I don't think Goffin's going to win. Yeah, I mean... He's not been doing well at all lately in any tournament. He's fallen down the ranks. He's borderline just bad at this point. You talk about a guy who gets unlucky with his injuries. I mean, this guy is, I think, tripped over cameras to end his season at times. He's Even when he's not getting injured, he's he's losing to people that he normally shouldn't uh, at the peak of his career. So I I don't mind that pick. I think Mackie McDonald's having a great year, too. Yeah, honestly, just like that. I don't think McDonald will go very far. I think he'll probably just lose to Nishikori in the second round. But I think he'll be able to beat Goffin. And one player to look out for is Emer, like, most definitely. He's been kind of – he's doing really well. Um, I actually think he's playing right now in um, the Winston Open. So – you know, he's looking really well. He just beat Francis Tiafo, who was a good up-and-comer American, so I think he'll easily be able to, like, put up a fight for a little bit. Will he win? Probably not. But I think it's going to be a good experience for him because he's quite young. Yeah, Emer, he does still have a bit of a tough matchup in the first round against Brooksby, the American wild card, who's been coming on strong this year in the hardcourt season. But I, I think Emer could uh, could definitely win his first round and play Fritz or Damon Noir tough, depending on how it goes there. What do you think about... Tell me about Karatsev, your favorite player. All right, well, okay, Karatsev, he may be the greatest tennis player of all time, but he definitely isn't, and he could very well lose in the first round against uh, Wame Munar, who is more of a clay court player, but has shown some consistency this year, whereas Karatsev is the absolute opposite of consistency. He hits winners, and he hits errors, and not a whole lot else. So for Karatsev to make it to the fourth round where he'd play against Djokovic, I think, would be great for him. He's beaten Djokovic once this year. I don't think that could possibly happen again. But if he can show some consistency and get into the, the fourth round, I think that's a good result for him. Do you think he's going to make it that far? I don't think he's going to make it past the third round. Okay. I don't, I don't think he could beat, I don't think he could beat uh, Fritz, Dimonur, or y- y- Yimmer at all. I think all three of those have potential to beat them. I think that he has, like, it's closer against Yimmer, but against Fritz and Dimonur, I think they're just going to, easy easy game for them. 
Yeah, those those probably aren't the best matchups for no. for Karatsev. And especially if he looks like he's struggling for that first or second round, if he doesn't like if he doesn't instantly fix those problems that he's having cuz you know, these some of these other guys that he's playing in the first and second round, they're not the greatest. Like he could probably win off of them just by his skill alone even if he is struggling, but he won't be able to beat these more talented people in these later rounds. Yeah, he's he's definitely a guy that works off of confidence. If we see him winning and winning strongly in the first couple of rounds, he might start to look dangerous. But if he's you know if he's shaky, then he could lose to anybody. So right, well we've seen Nishikori play maybe more five set matches than anyone should in their entire life. Do we think he could push Djokovic to a fifth set? He plays him in the third round. He would play him in the third round if they can make it there. Not a fifth set, no. No. No, I think his round... I don't think Djokovic will lose in his section. I honestly... I would I would say that Djokovic is not going to drop a set in his section. Not going to drop a set? I. He's looked too good. Like, yeah, he had a little bit of faults at the Olympics against... But he was playing Sverev, and then he lost recently. Um, Actually, no, I think Olympics was his last loss. And that was just yeah. against... Um, like a, just a really good player, but I just don't think Nishikori is even on that level yet. Yeah, it, it's unlikely. I think if Djokovic had a first round matchup that was tough, I could see him, you know, being a little rusty at first, maybe losing a set there. But other than that, I think he's got a good schedule that'll work him way into his tougher matchups later and be on to a good start. So uh, definitely, yeah. So we both have Djokovic winning this section. That seems pretty clear cut from. Uh, from all the betting odds as well, you're not going to find a, a bigger favorite to win a section. Just like that, we're into section two, where we have the top seed being number six, Matteo Berrettini, and the second seed in the section being number 10, Hubert Hercatch. Um, Berrettini, ever since Wimbledon, where he came runner-up to Djokovic, has been really struggling with a, a thigh injury, where he's He's been limping around at times. He hasn't looked 100%, even with the power that he brings to the court. With that being said, I think I'm going to have to go Hercatch, the number 10 seed, to take down this section, especially if Berrettini's hurt. You know, if he's not and he's fully healthy here, I think he should be the favorite as the highest seed. And he's shown the, the highest peak of any of the players in this section this year. But um, I think Hercatch can take it down by defeating Gerasimov, Fushevic, Sonego, and Berrettini. But Berrettini could be on upset alert early here if he's uh, struggling with an injury. I think one of the more exciting first-round matchups is one that you wouldn't expect, but I think Kudla versus Jera. Um, neither player being seeded, but both having strong run-ups to this tournament uh, could be a fun one, and could definitely see going the distance doing that five sets. There's some some other exciting players in this Italian section here. Uh, who are you liking to, to win this one, Zach? I'm going to go with Berrettini just because I believe after two weeks he'll be healed up. Even though he All wasn't right. after a, a month after Wimbledon? Yes, but I think I think if he's he's got that, if it's healed up and everything, he's good. And honestly, I don't even think Hercaz Her- is going to win it um, if Berrettini can. Because I, Bar- I have Hercaz losing in the second round. Wow, to Fushevich. Yes, to Fushevich. Because okay. I, I don't know, Fushevich is looking pretty good this or these past two years. Is kind of bringing up um, some of the competitiveness. He's... Pretty pretty young, not like super young, but I think he's really getting down um, during his play style. He's correcting his errors. He's really figuring it out, and I think he could beat Herkaz. Just because I think Herkaz is doing well lately, especially with his Wimbledon run, um, getting to, I think it was, the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But recent, like the last couple matches, you know, have been a little bit more rough, and he's losing to some lower level players that I don't think he should be losing to. So I don't know if his confidence is going to be like super high up there to beat him. Yeah, I mean, Fushovich, you talk about a guy who's jacked out of his mind. That man has some muscle. Yes. If you look up a picture of Martin Fushovich, he it is quite impressive. It's Muscle City. So so, and then another. Like, I have my wild card of this section is uh, Ivashka. So I think, because did you start talking about him? I can't remember. No, I haven't talked about Ivashka. I think I think he could have like a hit and run, especially if Berrettini's not feeling well. Because mm-hmm. if Berrettini's not feeling well and doesn't even make it to the third round where he meet um, Ivashka, then I think Ivashka could take down any of these people. Um, his first uh, ranked player is going to be Fognini, and Fognini is so emotional. I mean, if anything goes wrong in his play style, he's instantly just going to start throwing a fit, not playing his tennis game anymore, and then he'll just lose it. He is a small, angry Italian man. That, yes. that sums and, him up pretty well. And honestly, if he can't even be his, if he has troubles in his first round, there's no way I see him beating in the second round. That's true. And his opponent, Pospisil, is uh, a very capable player for sure. Yeah, I, I think Avashka, I mean, he's having his best year of his career by by far, and oh, yeah. uh, he's on fire right now in Winston-Salem, about to play in the semifinals, so so he could he could really be carrying some good form into this tournament and uh, make a run at some of these these higher-rated players. Oh, most definitely. He broke, I mean, just this year he broke into the top 50. I think if he wins this uh, Winston-Salem tournament, then he could easily break into maybe even the top 40. Definitely. And, I mean, yeah. that's that's just on the cusp of being rated for these, ter- for these Grand Slams, so I think the fact that he's getting there at his age is really showing, like, how much effort he's been putting in and how, like, drilled down he is in his play style. Can that, will that be able to, like, will he be able to have the confidence in a grand slam, especially if he makes it to that fourth round in quarterfinals? We'll see. And just one more uh, Italian to watch out for is Lorenzo Sonigo, who's had also the best year of his career. He's a young guy, and he's been coming up the ranks, been, been playing some... Really good sets, but he needs to turn those sets into full matches, especially here at the U.S. Open, where it's the best of five format. And you're gonna Hasn't have to. Has he also been struggling on hard court compared to the others? He was his his best surface of the year so far has been I th- I think it was, it was the clay yeah, where he was best. Yeah, um, he, was he looked really good on well. grass as well, and um, I was worried about his hard court, but he he played really well against uh, Titsipas for a good set and a half at uh, Cincinnati. So but I was impressed by that. With- a top ten player, definitely. Who's yeah. also looking on the high rise. I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting style. him to beat Tsitsipas, but he, he took the first set off him and looked looked great. So if he can continue that form, he could make a run at this section. But um, not going to pick that to happen. No, I so, but yeah. So I got Hercatch. You got Berrettini. Uh, we'll see if Berrettini's leg is healed. I like him to win it if it is. But I would too. Watching that forehand is just oh, beautiful. the man smashes the ball. In section three, we have the reigning and recent gold medalist, Alexander Sverev, the number four seed. This is his section, um, and it, since it's his section, and also because he's arguably the best player in the world right now, having beaten Djokovic to get to that gold medal match and then win it against Kachanov, I think I'm going to pick Sverev here. Um, I think his path is going to, obviously, in his first round, involve Query, and then on to Luca Pui and then Alexander Bublik, and then Yannick Sinner. But I think that Sinner match uh, could be instead against Monfils if he's uh, you know, healthy enough to, to get there. Um, an interesting first-round matchup. I actually like to 
think would be a good one would be Gael Monfils versus Frederico Correa in the first round. I just watched Correa the other day, and uh, he looked looked pretty solid. I think he could um, make it a little tough for Monfils, but you know if Monfils is is playing well and not hurt, I think he'll be able to to get through Korea into the the second round there. Um, any second round or first round matchups that you think are uh, interesting, Zach? Uh, second round, definitely. So I'm I'll I agree with you that I think Monfils will win his game against Korea because I haven't really been watching Korea, so I'm not completely sure how well he is. But if you say he's been looking kind of nicely and could actually give. Monfield's a good run. I still think Monfield's going to win it. Yeah. Um, but I really am excited for the second round where he faces off against Stevie Johnson. Steve. Um, you know, he's Stevie Johnson. I think both of these guys is really just about confidence at this point. Monfield's is coming off his 50th win um, not like not too long ago. 500th, you could say. 500th, excuse me, not 50th, 500th. And, you know, he's, he's having a good time, it seems like. In all the matches I'm watching, it's back to entertaining Monfields, but still putting on the pressure to his opponents. But just got married, too. Congrats just got to married, him. too. And, but, like, Stevie Johnson, also entertainer. All right? He, and, you know, he's been looking pretty good. He's got a lot of confidence. A lot of it's coming from doubles, unfortunately. So I don't know how much of a, like, how much of a challenge it's going to be for Monfields. But I still think it's going to be a fun match to watch. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll see. I... Um, but to reiterate, I do agree with you that Sverev obviously going to take this. It's going to be very hard. He's looking, um, very, like, he looks like he's back into his prime. You know, he's not hitting those double faults as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you know, serving was his biggest issue for a while there. And because it always added to his confidence. But he seems very confident as of late, especially uh, with winning that gold medal. So I think he'll probably, uh, he'll probably take it through all four of these rounds. And I agree with you on all of your picks as well on who he's going to pick. Um, I think Sinner is obviously going to, even if he faces Monfils in the third round, I think he's still going to win it. He's also looking pretty well. He just won his um, his uh, ATP 500 um, event not too long ago, so he's probably going to be riding that high as well. Yeah, just to reiterate on Sparrow, that, that first serve and missing those those double faults, not, not having those in his game has been huge. That's how he won the gold medal, and his backhand has just been absolutely rocking people, so... If he's playing like he has been recently, I mean... I think he's also stopped going to the net on a lot of cases where he shouldn't be. He's that's, been fixing that yeah, issue a lot I mean, as well with his double falls. The way he's been powering through people with the, the backhand, he doesn't even need to go to the net. He just pushes them right off the court and then hits a winner the opposite side from where they're standing. So uh, Sverev's going to be a real real tough customer no matter who he has to face uh, for the whole tournament. So... Um, yeah, not, not a whole lot going here. I mean, Bublik's a, a great entertainer. I think this this uh, section's full of entertainers. We got Jack Sock here, Bublik, yep. Monfils, Stevie Johnson, uh, even Sinner. You know, he, he likes to have fun a little bit. So. Oh, most definitely. And I mean, Sferov entertains the crowd, but usually uh, when he just gets upset. He does tend to get a little upset. The only thing with Sferov is, I think we saw in the French Open, he lost his uh, first two sets of the entire tournament to a... Uh, a bit of a rando, so if he does start off really shaky, I mean, Query's got a strong serve, and he could take advantage for a, a time, but you gotta think that that would only be a short time in a match. Yes, and, I mean, you gotta, you can start, just gotta power through that, too. Um, He can't let that first round, like, he's really gotta think of it, just like, first round jitters kind of problem, where he's, like, going into that second round, he needs to have all that confidence, because as soon as he loses it, he's gonna have such a tough time on some of these guys, even though they're younger, and like we said, like they're, they're kind of borderline entertainer more than um, power through each point, but they could become a lot of issues. So yeah, definitely. 
And in the final section of the top half here, we have section four, the top seed being number seven, Denis Shapovalov, and the second highest seed, number nine, Pablo Carreño Busta. Um, I, just based on Shapovalov's inconsistency, I think my winner of this section is going to be Pablo Carreño Busta. He's shown some good results at the U.S. Open in the past, and I think uh, this could be another one of those. And he's He's shown quality form recently. He's picked up a couple of tournaments on the, the clay court this year, and uh, I think his success will will continue here, assuming he can uh, you know stay healthy and power through these matches. I think there are some some really interesting players in this section, and I think uh, Zach will get to some more of those. But um, some first round matchups that excite me are uh, Sebi Sebastian Corda versus Nicolas Basilashvili. Those are a couple of good players that have been coming on strong this year. And uh, is a an up-and-coming American who won his first tournament this year. It looks really good. And another one, uh, the South African Lloyd Harris takes on 25 seam Karen Kachanov. I think Zach will get more into that one, but that could be a real good match to watch for tennis fans. So, uh, yeah, what do, what do you like in this, uh, this section, Zach? All right, I'm just going to talk real quick about Lloyd Harris. <laughs> if Lloyd Harris beats Kachanov, I have him beating... Every round. Every round to the quarterfinals. Through I think, the rest of the section. Through the rest of the section. I think he could take down um, Shapovalov if he faces him, and I think he'd take down Karenio Busta. Um, he's just been he's just been on fire for this year and even the past, like second half of the 2020 season as well. He just looks really strong, and I feel like confidence, when he wins against like a top-tier player, especially like Kachanov. Kachanov is coming off a final in the Olympics, and you know that's that's a pretty good... That is obviously like a great spot to be in. And so Harris is going to have a bit of a, a challenge coming up here. But I think if he beats him, I feel like that confidence and beating someone of that caliber will really um, push him to the max where he faces off against a couple other people. I think he's going to play Shapovalov in the third round. Um, Shapovalov, like you said, yeah, he is inconsistent. And it's kind of a toss-up whether or not what day it's going to be, if it's a good day or if it's a bad day. Um, I hope it's not too bad. Because, you know, I started to enjoy his play style a little bit more. I think he's fun to watch. He's a little bit cringy when he's off the court in his interviews, but he's a fun tennis player to watch. Yeah, part of me thinks with Shapovalov, I think maybe not having the crowd sometimes helps him. I think the crowd tends to push him into making some some poor tennis decisions. You know, going for a jumping backhand yeah. winner cross court well, or down the he's line. Young, right? Yeah, he's, a little he's inex- very young. I mean, the problem is that I don't want to say he's inexperienced at this because he made the semifinals at Wimbledon this year, and there was a smaller crowd. I know the U.S. Open is going to be full capacity now, but, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe he does get a little too into the crowd. I think with the, the full crowd there, you know, they're going to they're gonna be cheering him on, and he's going to be like, you like that? How about this? And, yeah, and uh, then he'll, that can turn dangerous if you have a tough opponent. Especially Lloyd Harris, you know, he can get to some balls you don't think he will with that agility that he has. That's so. true. And I mean, honestly, let's say Lloyd Harris loses in that first round. Kachanov is definitely going to be a, a problem as well. Like, the yeah. winner of that match is going to be a problem for the bottom half of this section. Yeah. Kachanov and, and Shapo really played a great match at Wimbledon. So if they can recreate yep. that U.S. Open, the crowd's going to love it. So. Oh, yeah. They're going to be going crazy. Some Some... A few entertainers in this, not compared to Section 3, but um, Musetti, who I do like, uh, you know, he, he, an could, yep. he could win one match here, maybe. He's got one match. He's, he, yeah. um, in his second round, when he has to go up against Opelka, I don't know. Opelka's looking pretty good. 
Uh, although Opelka does have to yeah. face Korean Wonderkin, Soon Woo Kwan. That is true, but <laughs> I think Opelka's serve will keep him going. Honestly, Soon Woo Kwan seems to get the worst draws out of anybody I think I've ever seen. Most definitely, because he, he gets... The problem is, is in these Grand Slams, he gets these crap draws, drops the ranks, gets back up to the same rank, gets placed in the same Grand Slam slot I don't, every time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him get drawn against a non-seeded player in any of these big events. It's Whether it's Djokovic and I think a couple <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Djokovic's only played a few tournaments this year, so playing him in the first round twice is... Um, not very fair for yep. poor Soon Woo, but... Um. At, I mean, at least he's going... Maybe this will be a little bit better because, you know, Puck is a big guy. He's got a little bit... You know, he doesn't really cross the court a whole ton. He's a big guy, so it takes him a little bit to move. Maybe Quan can use that to his advantage. The serve will be a problem. The serve though. will be a problem, but maybe it could help that um, it'll take Soon Woo a bit to, you know, get into the match and having the, the best of five format, I guess, That's could true. give him the time to come back and Opelka could get the tired out. The sad part is that Quan is... If he does win, he has to place Musetti, which could be well, a problem. And then most likely yeah. Cranial Busta, which is also a problem. I mean, yeah, it's the, the world is not kind to Quan. That's no, what we've discovered. most definitely. He's Hopefully he's just him. having fun at this point. Yeah, he's, I'm so, sure he's a fun-loving guy. Um, I agree with you that Cranial Busta will probably make it to the fourth round as well. Um, he's just looking really good right now. I mean, he... What you said, right? Won the bronze medal. He did, yeah. He beat Djokovic for the bronze. That's that's pretty nice. Beat number one player in the world in the bronze medal match. That's a it's a good feeling. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really know what his problems are though that keep him held back. But um, he just he doesn't always overpower his opponents. You know, he he leaves guys in the match that he could be beating. That's true. He doesn't really hit winners as much, does he? he kind of ba- he kind of waits for. He his does sometimes. To make some He's got to be though. in the right mindset and um. He doesn't, you know, traverse the court super well. His backhand is really flat, so it's um he hits into the net, you know, more than that's true. Maybe he'd like to, and he does try to keep it to his forehand. You're right. Yeah, I mean, he his backhand is good, but it's Not what his... lets him down sometimes. Yeah, I could, so, I agree with you. On but that. I mean, he hits it hard. You know, he's I think hard hitting guy. I think even I think if he's got some time to kind of work on those problems, he could be a real force in this section. So I agree. All right, we've made it to the bottom half of the draw here. The uh, five seed is the highest, and that's Andre Rublev, uh, alongside the second highest seed in the section, number 12, Felix Auger-Aliassime. Um, I think Rublev is going to carry over his strong form that he's been showing at uh, Cincinnati, where he made it to the final and lost to Sverev. And I think he's going to win this section, but uh, it certainly won't be easy with uh, the players that he's going to have to face. I think he's going to have to go up against Martinez, TFO and Felix Auger-Aliassime. Um, the, the big first-round matchup in this section, though, has got to be Roberto Bautista-Agut against Nick Kyrgios. Uh, what do you think about that one, Zach? I think it's going to be a five-set match, but I think Bautista-Agut is most definitely going to make it through. Okay. Um, I think Bautista-Agut's got some nice defense. Um, the only problem I can see is that Nick Kyrgios really plays to the crowd. If the crowd is getting into it with him... He really seems to bump up his game that way. But if the crowd is, like, cheering for Abatista, Kyrgios is going to just slump away. Man, I think I think the crowd is really going to be into Kyrgios. I think that's going to be... He's going to be asking him where he should serve the ball. He's oh, going to yeah. be... He's going to be, you know, drawing back Bautista and forth. I think Bautista has got such a good defense, though. I actually have Bautista Agut going to the fourth round over, um, over Felix. 
Yeah, people always talk about how strong Kyrio Serve is, and it's it's one of the better ones on tour, but I could still see there being a lot of breaks in this match. Well, the problem is, is that Nikirios doesn't care. His serve is not interesting. Yeah, no, if he, you know, feels a little tinge in his shoulder, he's yeah, probably just going to quit he's on He's too it. big of a toss-up is my problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be uh, excited if I had to put money on Nick Kyrgios to win a tennis no, match. No, I, w- I wouldn't either. So I think Batista Gut will win. I also think Batista Gut will just go all the way because I think Felix... Um, Ojer Aliasim is a little too inconsistent. I don't, like, it just yeah. seems random days that he does well. And Five sets that's seem to be a tough format for him to Yes, to he's a little inexperienced at this point. So, yeah. um, top half, Andre Rublev, most definitely going to make it. I don't know if any of these people are really going to put up a big fight besides Bautista Agut in the fourth round. I want TFO to yeah. win, obviously, because I like TFO, but I don't think is going to beat him. Yeah, Big Foe could, could give him a fight if he uh, has some some easy sets to uh, stay fresh for to that match. To be fair, TFO also does get into the crowd, and it's an American crowd. That is true. Open. That could really put him in the, put him in the mood for Yeah, he winning. talked about at Wimbledon how much that helped him, I think. Just having a, a crowd and being on that center court was, was huge for his game. So oh, if he's yeah. on that center court... Round uh, round three against Andrei Rublev. That would be big for his game. I agree. Moving on to section six, we have the, the French section here. Five Frenchmen make this one up. Uh, none of them, though, are the top seed, and that's number three, Stefanos Tsitsipas, along with the second highest seed, Christian Garin of Chile. Um, I think Tsitsipas is uh, the favorite here, and he should be. And I think he's uh, going to take it down pretty easily. You know, there's some some high-quality players in this section, but uh, Tsitsipas has really been showing his consistency in getting to the later rounds of these tournaments. So I like him to win it. I think first round against Andy Murray is one of the... One of the most exciting matches you can get in the first round. I mean, you feel bad for Andy Murray having to play against uh, Tsitsipas in the first round, but the draw is the draw, and uh, he's going to have to fight through a lot if he wants to have even a chance of beating Tsitsipas there. I agree with you on that one. Um, Some other first-round matchups I think are exciting. I think uh, the Brit Cam Nori against Carlos Alcaraz is... uh, an exciting one. Alcaraz is only 18 years old, and he's having a great year. He's uh, known for his clay court play, but he's been transitioning well to the hard court this season, along with Cam Nori, who's uh, most known for his grass court play, but has been uh, doing quite well on the hard court as well. Also, a Frenchman, Hugo Humbert, has been uh, rocking this year into uh, great form, and second round against another Frenchman, Benoit Paire, could be a very exciting match between those two. What do you think about that one? Oh, I think that's gonna that's gonna along with the Andy Murray Tissipas, that's another crowd pleaser. Um, if Benoit Pair doesn't get upset, <laughs> I'll put that out there first. If he does not get upset, Big if. I think he's gonna take it. I, I think Umbert is exceptionally good at um good at his like own personal game. But Benoit Pair is kinda riding, he's doing pretty well against some top tier players as well. Um, and I think he could he could keep it going in here. He has struggled in the past on fifth round sets though, or like um, five set rounds, which yeah. could be a problem. But I think he could take it. Yeah, I think it would be tough. But I think Pear's recent play style of hitting aces and double faults about fifteen apiece in a three set match, yep. I think that could do well to frustrate a young player like Umber and. Uh, Pair's return game's been looking pretty solid, and by return game, I mean just trying to hit winners 
on the return. That's true. Every chance he gets. I, I honestly think even if he does beat Umbert, he will beat Green in the third round as well. Because, honestly, Green doesn't do too well at these Grand Slams. And he's not known for being a hardcourt player either. No. He's, he's made, his, uh, made his money on the clay court. So, you know... Honestly, I don't better. even think he's made it. I think he's two years in the U.S. So past two years, I don't think he's made it past the second round. Yeah. Um, so that's that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and playing pair in the third round would be uh, a big a big ask to win that one yep. if uh, they're both looking good. And so. if he does manage to win it, he will most definitely fall to the third seed Titsy Pass. Yeah. No one in this section, I think, has a chance. A large chance to beat Titsy Pass. Definitely, he'd have to really step down from. Uh, Yes. From this year's performances that he's had. I have to take a few too many bathroom breaks. Oh, yeah. We don't need little. to get into Titsy Pass bathroom breaks. <laughs> what was it he said the other day? It's because he, he sweats more than more most than people. The person but he doesn't switch his shirt. But he didn't switch his shirt at the bathroom break. So that's a bold strategy. But he's still going to win this section, so there you Almost go. Almost definitely, yes. Second to last section here. We're on to seven, where the top seed is Casper Rude, the Norwegian wonderkin. He's the eighth seed, and then on the other half of the section, we have Diego Schwartzman, the small Argentinian, not to be confused with Lionel Messi, and he's the 11th seed. Um, I think Rude has uh, been playing far too well this year for me to pick against him. He's uh, come up as a clay court player, and this year he completed the clay court trifecta, winning three tournaments in three weeks just a month ago, so that's great form that he's in, and he's he certainly looks solid on hard court too, so this... Favorable draw, I would say, against uh, Sanga and then maybe Tabernair and Davidovich Fokina is is pretty beatable. And that'll put him into the fourth round where he could play against, um, I think, a few different players. But most likely it'll be it'll be Isner, in my opinion. So uh, what do you think about that? John Isner all the way. 100%. <laughs> Favorite player, John Isner. So we're definitely choosing him to win. I think he's got his hardest match might be his first round. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, he had trouble against him a couple tournaments ago. Beat him, his most recent encounter. But, you know, that's still pretty good. And it's it's an American versus an American. Um, you know, you're going to have the crowd going for you. Probably not like a whole ton of people, but you get a lot of people there. So I think if he wins that first round, he's going to win it all for this section. Yeah, Isner versus Nakashima, that first round matchup, is actually my, uh, my, my match to watch for this first round in Section 7. I think that'll be... Uh... Hopefully they have a good crowd for that one. I don't know what uh, court they're going to be playing on yet, but no. you know the winner of that will have you know plenty of momentum. And uh, with Schwartzman being Schwartzman. the seed on that side of the state, with Schwartzman being the Schwartz. man that he is, Schwartzman um, has to go up against the six foot club in this section. He, he has could, to be Kevin yeah. Anderson most likely, then John Isner, and if he somehow manages to get through both, he has to go against Rude, who is like six one. He's got oh, yeah, a lot of tall guys, a lot of servers against him, and that is his struggle. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's not an easy life if you're J.O. Schwartzman, but he's yeah. he's done it before, so I'm not gonna count him out, but I'm not gonna pick him either. So no, uh, I'm not picking him, I'll count him out. Yeah. I I hope Isner is hitting aces to no end, and um mm. I think that could be enough to be nice. He's only about seven hundred, right? Away from the record. Yeah, does that does that include the Grand, Grand Slam events or is yeah. it just ATP? No. Okay. Well, Actually, yeah, it might not include the Grand Slam events if that's the case. It might only be ATP. Well, either way, it's fun watching him hit aces, so yes. I'm looking forward to doing that. Yes, yes. And honestly, if 
he makes it to that third round, I'm kind of hoping Kevin Anderson does. I kind of want... It's been a while since I think these two have played each it other. It has, I think I'd so. I'd really love a rematch of that Wimbledon semifinal. Yeah, that was, that was a great one. Oh, yeah, like so. 24-26 tiebreaker. <sighs> love to see me another one of those. Oh, that's what the crowd needs. Yeah, yeah that's another, really what the crowd wants. Another all-day match. If you're going to go watch John Isner or Kevin Anderson, you know you're going to be watching long matches. And that's especially true. if you go to the day where they face each other... And you expect a match that's like an hour or two long, you're crazy. <laughs> that that would be a big ask. So yes, but I'm I'm picking John Isner all the way. Hope hope to God he uh makes it into that quarterfinals. Yeah, you're taking Isner, I'm taking Rude. Uh I think they both have pretty good chances here to make it to the quarterfinals, so we'll see how they do. Alright, here we've arrived at the final section, number eight. The two seed Daniil Medvedev, the uh, the man of the year, one of our favorite players, is uh, the favorite by a lot to win this section. And the number two seed, the the fifteen overall seed in this section, is Grigor Dimitrov, who um, probably couldn't beat Medvedev if he was in his prime. So I think Medvedev is uh, by far my pick to win it, and I think Zach's probably gonna agree with that. Most definitely, honestly, Dimitrov couldn't beat a junior Medvedev at this point. <laughs> At this point, this entire section is just Medvedev. Like, there's some good players in here, but they're nowhere near the level that Medvedev is at right now. Yeah, that's definitely as, true. As long as no equipment gets involved in Medvedev's <laughs> game, Medvedev will take his games. Yeah, I, I think Chilich is probably the second best player right now in this section, but um, yep. his his game style doesn't match. I would well argue if Daniel Evans is if he's if he's consistent, he's probably better than Chilich, but. He hasn't been looking that way recently. I mean, Chilich has certainly had a better career so far. That is true but, as well. Um, but yeah, no, Evans Evans can make people work for it. He's uh, he's crafty, as they say. I agree. Um, but I think Medvedev should be able to to win uh, without going to any fifth sets, at least, and maybe even mm-hmm. sweep his way through uh, yeah, to I the final here. I agree with you. I don't even think he'll make it to It any seems fifth. to be like playing against Gasquet. Um, yeah. plays you into form. That is true. It's... I felt. I feel so. I saw this earlier, and I'm like, wow. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. Gasquet's literally just gotten the worst draws this year. Yeah, Gasquet. He's got a nice backhand, but he's trying he's, to make his comeback. He's yeah. He's a little over the hill, and I think Medvedev is gonna um have his way with Gasquet. Oh yeah, that will probably be a over in three sets, most definitely. So, section eight. Section Daniel Medvedev. Book it. E- yep, I'd put money on that one. There we go. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for. We're into the quarterfinals. Uh, I'm going to give my picks for the rest of the tournament, and then I'll hand it over to Zach because he's got a few different players in his quarterfinals, and uh, we'll see who we have coming out on top. Uh, for the quarterfinals, the first matchup, I have Djokovic beating Hercatch. Uh, I mean, what more do you have to say about Djokovic? You know, he's he's won three Grand Slams this year. I don't think there's too much else you need to say. We've seen him get emotional and rise to the occasion multiple times this year already. I think he's going to be heated if he needs to be to win these uh, these matches coming up here. After that, I have uh, Sverev beating Pablo Carreño Busta. I think uh, Sverev's just in too strong a form for Pablo to to keep up with him. And uh, even if it goes, you know, four sets, maybe even five, I think Sverev's going to come out on top. He's shown a lot of res- resiliency this year. And I think that'll continue into the quarterfinals here. After that, I have uh, Tsitsipas beating Rublev. You know, Rublev has been phenomenal recently, but I think uh, Tsitsipas is just going to have the, the, the speed and the, the power on his serve to, to overpower Rublev early and often in their sets. And uh, I think Tsitsipas will come out on top. 
After that, I have Medvedev beating Rude. I think Medvedev uh, is just too good right now. He covers the entire court with ease. I think I saw something from the ATP tour saying uh, like 77% of the, <laughs> the earth is covered by uh, the oceans and the other 23% is covered by Daniil Medvedev. Um, I think that's pretty true on uh, hard courts. So Rude's going to have a tough time uh, winning his service games and Medvedev should be able to hold his pretty easily. Then into the semifinals, it's a rematch of the semifinals at the Olympics with Djokovic up against Sverev. I think Djokovic is going to, you know, have the the stamina in that best of five format to beat Sverev. I think Sverev is going to be under a lot of pressure having not won a Grand Slam and up against Djokovic. And I just think that plays into the favor of Djokovic. So I think he'll be able to, to take that down even if he uh, gives Sverev a hot start, maybe a set, maybe two like we've seen him do a couple times this year at... Uh, the French Open, so I like Djokovic to win that one, and then I like Medvedev to take down Tsitsipas. He's got a great record in their careers against each other, especially on the hard court. I think Medvedev should be the favorite there, and um, assuming he's not running into a camera, I think uh, he's going to be able to hold his ground and uh, take down Tsitsipas. And then in the final, I have Djokovic against Medvedev, which will be a rematch of the Australian Open from earlier this year, where Djokovic won pretty easily straight sets over Medvedev. I don't expect much differently. Maybe one set to Medvedev, but I think his play style is tough against Djokovic. They play pretty similarly where they they just try to sort of cover the whole court and make you make mistakes. And Djokovic has been doing that his whole career, and I think he's going to be able to do that against Medvedev. So I have Djokovic winning the calendar slam, taking down all four this year, and uh, beating some really tough opponents to get there in this uh, U.S. Open. So that's my pick for the champion. It's good, it's good picks, good picks. Good I, picks. I like them. But I'll switch them up a bit. Uh, so for my quarterfinals, first round, Novak versus Berrettini. Alex Wright, Novak's looking too good. He's got that five-set mentality that just like dwarfs most of his opponents. So I think easy quarterfinals picks for Novak. Berrettini, I mean, we're still worried about whether or not he makes that or if he can get there from his injury. And even if he does, I mean, there's a possibility it hits him. At this point, because he'll be playing harder opponents, and especially against Novak, he's going to be all over the place on this court. So definitely going to pick Novak for that one. Uh, Sverev, and I'm going to have him against Lloyd Harris. Um, and, you know, as much as I want Lloyd Harris to win, show that he's doing well, I think Sverev's just going to sweep him really easy. Uh, Sverev's looking too good, especially after beating Novak at... Uh, and winning the gold at the Olympics and just making it. And, I mean, he's just looking too good right now This at the end of this year. And if he's not making those double-fault errors, there's no way that Harris is going to have the experience or the mentality, I think, to keep up with Sverev at this point. Um, going next, I got Rublev versus Tsitsipas, and I think this will be the closest match of the quarterfinals. Uh, you know, Rublev, like Alec was saying, he's really getting up and going, uh, really looking strong, but Tsitsipas is also... Really got what he, or really got it going for him as well. I mean, he's been winning a lot, and you know their record against each other. Tsitsipas has kind of been taking a lot of the leads, so I think between these two, honestly, I'm gonna go Rublev over Tsitsipas. I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be a close match, but I think Rublev's gonna pull it out. I think it's gonna be an upset, and it's not gonna be expected. Uh, then going into the last one, I got Isner versus Medvedev, number one and number two favorite players against each other. And as much as I want Isner to win, there's no way Medvedev is going to be able to lose to him. I mean, he's played him multiple times before, and he just covers the court. 
And as long as he, I mean, he can return Isner's match. I mean, he stands like five. You, you might uh, start standing in the crowd to return Isner's serves, and it'll probably work. Most definitely. And it doesn't even matter because if Isner hits it cross court, Medvedev is just a speed demon across that baseline. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it to Medvedev. Going into the semifinals, I got Novak versus Sferov, and this time I'm having Sferov beat Novak. I think Sferov is going to be just, just got, has this momentum. He's going to be feeling it, and I just don't think, I don't think Novak's going to be able to keep it up. I think this is going to be the part where Novak hits his, hits, hits that like downfall. Hits um, the wall. Hits the wall at this season. So I think is going to take it and move on to his second consecutive um, U.S. Open final. And then I got the Battle of the Russians, Rublev versus Medvedev. And while Medvedev did lose the last encounter between these two, I think it was only because of his injury with the camera. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to Medvedev. Um, as much as Rublev, I think if I think if Medvedev didn't get injured, I think he would have 100 percent beat Rublev in Cincinnati. So I think Medvedev's gonna win it here. That brings me to the final of Svera versus Medvedev. We got a very offensive powerhouse versus a defensive defensive wall. Going with Medvedev. Uh, I think Sverev, you know, I think Sverev's going to have some flashbacks to last year where he couldn't keep it up against Theum. And I think Medvedev has just got that, got that mentality where he can just keep going. It seems like he can really wear out his opponents. And so I think this is going to be Medvedev's first Grand Slam win. Wow, so. uh, that would be a big final for the, the next gen, the movement, as most, they call it. Most definitely. That would Especially be Especially if... Um, Federer and Nadal are staying out next year a lot of tournaments and aren't doing as well, and Djokovic is the last one standing. We can see a lot more of this. I agree. Yeah. Those are some great picks. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully we can uh, do another one of these for the Australian Open next year. That's the next major. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me, Zach. I uh, hope you had a good oh, time. I had, had an absolute blast. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. <laughs>